0: U.S. Money versus Corporation Currency, Aldrich Plan by Alfred Owen Crozier. Recording by Kevin Lung, Toronto, Canada. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 6 Frenzy Financing. A corporation with a billion of good assets to be formed without the investment of a dollar, greatest feat of financial legerdemain in all history, the mystic power explained. If Congress passes the pending Aldrich private central bank bill, the financing will be accomplished substantially as follows. The three parties interested, the government, the National Reserve Association and the banks, Sit around the table, prepare to close the deal. The government delivers to the association Section 1, its 50-year charter, the Aldrich Law. The banks hand to the association a $100 million check, drawn on themselves to pay in 50% of their $200 million subscription, Sections 1 and 2, to association stock. The association being now ready to do business. The government deposits with the association Section 23, is general fund, its entire treasury balance, say $150 million. To facilitate matters, $1,030,000,000, Section 51, National Reserve Association Currency, has been printed in advance. This now is handed over to the banks by the Association for $744,000,000 U.S. 2% bonds. Section 49. $186,000,000 of gold or other lawful money to put into the Association's reserves. Sections 41 and 42. And $100,000,000 as a loan to enable the banks to meet the $100,000,000 check given to pay in 50% of the subscription to $200 million association stock. The association then hands to the banks the $100 million check and takes back $100 million of corporate currency to pay same. This completes the deal. The association now owns $744 million U.S. bonds, a cash reserve of $336,000,000 of gold or other United States money, being the government $150,000,000 and $186,000,000 obtained from the banks in exchange for corporate currency, and the promissory note of the banks for $100,000,000 and $100,000,000 of its corporate currency, total resources $1,280,000,000. It has as debts or liabilities, paid-in capital stock, $100 million. Government deposits, $150 million. Corporate currency, $1,030,000,000. Total, $1,280,000,000. The Association at once exchanges Section 55, the seven hundred forty four million dollars of US two percent bonds for three percent bonds running fifty years. It pays Section fifty six, thereon one and a half percent tax, one percent representing the difference between two percent and three percent interest, and the other half percent being the same as now is paid. US Act of may thirtieth, nineteen oh eight on the 744 million dollars of outstanding banknote currency to be cancelled and replaced by corporate currency government gets and association pays nothing extra but the government loses the 1% banks now must pay law of May 30th 1908 for government deposits and the association gets the benefit the association also gets the 3% interest On $744,000,000 bonds, less than 1.5% tax or 1.5% net, a total net profit of $11,160,000 annually. This is enough to pay to the banks yearly 5% dividends, Section 19, on the amount paid in on the association stock and to carry $6,160,000 to surplus annually thus increasing the book value, section 12, of association stock, for the benefit of the banks. Although the association has not from any source really received and retained $1 of actual money, other than the government's $150 million deposit, except the currency it has run off on its own printing press, yet already it has a permanent annual net income of more than 11%. On his entire one hundred million dollars of paid in capital stock, the banks, of course, get the benefit because section three they own all of the association's stock. The three hundred and thirty six million dollars is section forty one a fifty per cent reserve covering six hundred and seventy two million dollars of the one billion thirty million dollar issued corporate currency, the other $372 million of association currency used to pay for half of the $744 million of bonds, section 42, requires no reserve behind it. By paying a special tax, section 41, the association can issue $336 $336 million more corporate currency on this same $336 million of reserve, thus reducing the reserve basis from 50% to 33 and one third percent of the volume of corporate currency. And the law permits the association, sections 41 and 51, to issue corporate currency without limit as to quantity. The Aldrich Bill. Authorizes the central bank to issue at least two dollars of corporate currency against every dollar of government money held in its reserves. With just one dollar and no more to start with, the association could corner and take out of circulation the entire three billion dollars of government money and put into circulation six billions of corporate currency and never use any capital in accomplishing the deal except the original one dollar and the currency produced on its own printing press. As an endless chain, it could buy one and issue two over and over until it has every dollar of U.S. money locked up in the vaults permanently. The $100 million of its corporate currency handed back to take up the $100 million check given by the banks to pay in 50% on the $200 million association stock can be kept by the association in its central reservoir to protect the banks against runs, to extinguish a financial conflagration in any part of the country, and to sections 26, 27, and 28, we discount for the banks. If the association needs more currency for these purposes, it can get it in any quantity in an hour's time any day practically without expense simply by starting its currency printing press going it all will be money because section 53 the aldrich bill makes it so this plan makes it unnecessary for the banks to withdraw from wall street and put into its central reservoir any of their section 39 ordinary legal reserves that now draw profitable interest steadily being used by high finance in its speculative ventures. It is seen that the association has emerged prosperous from the deal and that the government has gained nothing. But it has lost the 1% interest now paid by the banks for the use of government deposits. How have the banks fared by the transaction? The banks formerly got from the people... 6% for the use of $744,000,000 of banknote currency and a 2% interest on the bonds securing same, less half percent government tax, or 1.5%, $11,160,000 annually over and above 6% on their investment. The banknote currency being now cancelled, this income is cut off but they get precisely the same profit through their ownership of association stock, being the 3% interest paid to the association by the government as interest on the $744 million of new 50-year 3% bonds, less 1.5% tax, or $11,160,000 net profit annually. So the banks lost nothing by parting with the bonds and the bank no currency privilege. And through their association, they get the use of the government's $150 million without Section 25 paying the 1% interest formerly required by law. Theoretically, the banks put $100 million into association stock and $186 million into the association's reserves. Practically, they did not put up one cent. For before the ink was dry, the banks, without cost, obtained from the association enough corporate currency, usable as money, to replace the $100 million and the $186 million, besides the $744 million of currency given them to pay for the bonds they sold. And it should be remembered that whatever the association owns belongs to the banks for they own all the association's stock. Neither the bonds or the $744 million of banknote currency was usable by the banks as lawful cash reserve. See National Bank Act, on which to make credit loans. The banks only could get 6% for use of the banknote currency and 2% interest on the bonds. But this new corporate currency, by the Aldrich Law, section thirty nine is made usable by the banks as legal cash reserve against which the banks lawfully may loan about ten times the total of such reserves in the shape of credit ordinary bank loans to business borrowers deducting the one hundred million dollars used to replace the amount paid in for association stock and one hundred and eighty six million dollars to offset the lawful money supplied for the association's reserves, the banks still have left seven hundred and forty four million dollars of the one billion thirty million dollar corporate currency. This put into the bank reserves increases the loaning power of the banks seven billion four hundred and forty million dollars, an inflation about equal to half the fifteen billion dollars that comprises the present total credit loans of the 24,392 banks of the United States. When this increase of loans is accomplished at 6%, the bank will receive an extra yearly net profit of $446 million, or sufficient to pay over 20% extra annual dividends on the $2 billion capital stock of all the banks of the country. That is the rich prize for which the big banks are strenuously striving and it should be borne in mind that every dollar of profit made by the association and the banks comes out of the pockets of the people of the United States. In passing the Aldrich Bill, Congress makes possible this bewildering and amazing financial transaction in every detail precisely as above stated. The National Reserve Association thus literally lifts itself financially over a billion dollar fence. By its own bootstraps its own paper currency by grace of the law of Congress without investing a dollar the Confederated banks will completely finance and exclusively own a private corporation that will have a billion of assets and a billion of corporate currency made money by the law and increase the loaning power of the banks over seven billion dollars and their possible annual profits nearly a half billion. This all can be accomplished almost immediately when the Aldrich Bill becomes law. And that is only the first round. It represents but a small portion of the overwhelming power and possible profits to be conferred by act of Congress upon Wall Street and the banks through their association, the coming great central money trust. The people of the United States get not the slightest benefit and yet it is the law of their Congress conferring the quality of money upon the paper emissions of a mere private corporation for the exclusive profit of such corporation and its beneficiary banks that is the magic power which in one minute makes one billion dollars of actual value out of nothing without the investment of a single dollar a one hour's human labor. This actual accomplishment would excel in daring and magnitude the wild dream of the ages by which the alchemists have sought to convert the baser metals of the world into gold. End of chapter five. Recording by Kevin Lung, Toronto, Canada.